Hey, Rachel. Hey, Juliet. You're always in such a fun place. <laughs> Physically or like <laughs> me- emotionally? <laughs> Both. <laughs> well, I'm like uh, playing like hide and go seek with my whole family. <laughs> um, where's, where's Bobby right now? He's taking a nap. Bob's had a great day today. Tell me what he did today. Well, I made an omelet that he shared with my dad. My dad and Bob had an omelet. Beautiful. We went outside. Usually in the mornings, Bob and I um, walk up and down the street and we look for dogs. He loves dogs. We look at all the trucks. So wow. Bob's had like a... So great. many cool things happening in one day. For a great a day. Dog. And then he attended our team call this morning. Yeah, he was the star of the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we have some exciting stuff to discuss today. We're going to talk about Instagram Reels, of course. Yep, yep. Let's get real, real. We'll give <laughs> you the get real, real with real with the reels. Yeah, I can't even make a joke. And we're going to be answering a phone a friend question. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yep, this is a good one about doing a virtual fundraiser in the time of COVID-19. So this is for a non-education nonprofit of which I am a board member called Dream Weakers. I've been discussing with them sort of how to make the same splash online as you would for a normal like in-person fundraiser. And I think it's different than doing an event online. So we'll get into that in a little bit. And then of course we're gonna play some games but let's talk about Instagram Reels first. So last week, Instagram released Reels. It's basically their answer to TikTok. So it's a vertical video product from Instagram. So it's short, kind of entertaining videos, all vertical videos, usually set to music, popular music. But yeah, Instagram is just uh, swiping up. <laughs> other people's products and platforms just like they did for snapchat and stories i mean i don't i go back and forth about this like i mean on one hand it's like you're a business so your objective is to like build your business and make as much money as you can without doing harm right Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do you define harm? Like, that's a big question, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I go back and forth where it's like, well, of course, if they are allowed to copy it and they can copy it and it's going to build their business to copy it, like, of course they should copy it. Mm -hmm. But then also it's like, oh, so embarrassing. Like, I know. So I feel like they should just like admit in a way, like, I feel like what's embarrassing is like the... It's just like sad though a little. It's like the people I like see these like Like you didn't you didn't invent this. Like just be honest about it. Like almost just say like we know that people want to do XYZ. So like like I actually saw a post where someone was like frame for frame the product is identical, but like the font is slightly different. Like they should just use the same font to like admit Especially like, for marketers who now have to do two different <laughs> vertical videos on two different platforms. I know. Oh. It's so annoying. But I just feel like, um, of course, they were going to copy it. Like, whatever. Yeah. And the truth is, it's the same. I actually saved a thread. I should try to find this thread so we can give credit to this person. A Twitter thread? Yeah, where someone was like, at the end of the day, and you and I talk about this with Snapchat all the time. It's like, 
it's not just the product itself with the video creation tools. What makes TikTok so magical is the video editing software for sure, but really like the algorithm, which yes. sends you like the best possible content and allows you to get into these like niche content tracks, yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. Like, it's really funny how people will like do these TikToks and they're like, welcome to wedding planning TikTok. You've arrived. Like they know, yeah. it's like if you're seeing that TikTok, what I saw someone say about Instagram, which is true is like reels, they're just sort of like integrated into your feed. You're just seeing reels from people you already follow because the discover product on Instagram is bad and people don't like use it in the same way. Yeah. So even though the editing tools are great, like you're still just seeing content from people you already follow, which takes like the fun and the magic out of it. Like TikTok, you're watching most of the content you watch is not from people you follow, which is like, that's the fun of it. Yeah. That's what differentiates it too. Right. And because when you open TikTok, it automatically opens to the for you page. When you open Instagram, it opens to your feed of people you follow. So you have to Mm -hmm. navigate to the explore feed, which people do sometimes, but it's just not as integrated into the user experience. Definitely not. And I, I actually think Twitter is a little more like this. Like, I know I complain a lot that Twitter, like, shows me, like, such a small subset of people I follow. But because retweeting is such a big part of Twitter, yeah. every day on Twitter I see a lot of content from people I don't follow because the people I follow retweet it. So I'm constantly yeah. discovering. I actually realized the other day I follow – so many people on Twitter. I follow so many people because I made it like, I don't know, 15 years ago. A billion years ago, (laughs) right. But so people I follow retweet things, then I will follow that person they retweeted. Yeah. Which is Instagram. I guess I don't follow that many new people. When do I follow someone new on Instagram? If someone I follow and really like tags a brand or a person and I'm really interested Mm-hmm. But it's not as easy of an action as a retweet, and it's not built into the product. Like yeah. That. Although, did you see on Reels? I do like how when you watch a Reels post on Instagram, it brings you into a feed of more Reels. So that is like an element of the For You page that they've adopted, which I kind of like because it sort of gets you in the mindset of like a scrolling experience. And there's a little button next to the username when you open a reel that says follow. So like I'm in my Instagram right now. I'm scrolling like I have scrolled past many posts. I haven't seen a single reel. Okay, here's one from overtime. So I'm watching this video. So again, I mean, the silly thing about this is this doesn't have to be a reel. They just made it a reel because everyone thinks if you make reels, Instagram will promote them. Same with us. I mean, let's be honest. On Instagram, we're using Reels right now, not because we like have any need or desire, but we just think Instagram's going to promote it if we do, mm-hmm. which is what Overtime's doing here. Okay, so I click on the Reel. Now I'm watching it in a format that looks like Stories. And then if I scroll, I see more Reels. Yeah. But like again, it's like this one's from Overtime Sports. This one's from Party in the Pines, which must be some kind of influencer I follow. These are all people I follow. So, like, I'm not discovering anyone, and these are all over the place. This one's fashion, this one's travel, this one's dogs. And I doubt they have the same level of, like, algorithmic personalization as TikTok. Like, TikTok has totally perfected that based on a series of things where I think they said, like, 
it depends on the length of time you watch a video and how you engage with it, mm-hmm. which like, who knows, there's a lot of security <laughs> data issues that are currently happening in TikTok. So who knows how they know that I'm like over 30 and like dogs, but whatever. It is more sophisticated at its, at its core than I think Instagram's is because the Instagram Reels feed is just kind of showing me the most popular Reels that creators have put out. Exactly. I mean, it was amazing. The other thing with TikTok too was like, I really felt like when quarantine started, it made me feel like happy me to too. see everyone else. Like it was like this great connector. Like we were all at home. We were all kind of freaked out. People like making comedy, like on yeah. the topic. Like there was just something really comforting yeah. and like connected about it. It reminded me of like early social media and how people used it to like yeah. actually connect and like find like-minded people or like find people yeah. in their communities. It just feels unnecessary basically yeah I just don't know why anyone would well okay I do know why I mean we wrote about this in our newsletter last week which is like everyone was using snapchat Mm -hmm. then Instagram came out with stories we all agreed that snapchat's product the video editing and video creation software was better but we were working at a business at that time Birchbox or was it love story I don't know where we were and we were like well we have more followers on Instagram Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a little faster to create it on Instagram. And we can tag, like, we'll just do it on Instagram, even though, like, Snaps is, like, better. So yeah. I think with Reels, like, I guess people are, like, okay, like, I can create better content on TikTok. So I'm either going to, like, just upload that to Instagram. Or if it's, if I can do it in 15 seconds, like, I might as well just do it on Reels because I have more followers there. Yeah. But, like, not because they like it better or because it's, totally. like, a better video editor. And I don't know why they made it 15 seconds. Like, like, why not just make it up to 60 seconds, like your other video products? Yeah. Or like TikTok. Like TikTok, yeah. My other gripes are, so metrics. Right now, you can't, if you're a brand that has like the brand um, business analytics on, you can't view insights on a Reels post in the same way that you would any other post, video, photo, otherwise. You can only see as the user and on the back end, the number of likes that video has and comments. So it's not showing you views, which is weird because I feel like Instagram was making such a big stink about taking away likes. And this would have been Mm -hmm. the perfect opportunity to usher that new era of like no likes in. Yep. Smart. I also think the time is an issue. 15 seconds is too short. Like having the option to do up to 60 seconds, I think was the best is the best part of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I also think that it Reels has way less cool features. Like it does the things that it needs to do to copy TikTok, mm-hmm. but TikTok still has like more of the like funny voice filters and like it's just a more sophisticated editor. Mm-hmm. But that means that Reels is much easier for the masses which means that brands will adopt it. And the same thing that's going to happen to Snapchat that happened to Snapchat is happening here where like brands started to use stories because the audience was built in and it was just kind of easier and you could upload your own content into stories. And I think it's kind of Instagram made TikTok for brands to 
advertise on in the future. <laughs> Where I do think TikTok will have an advantage that Snap didn't have is when Instagram stories launched and all the bloggers and stuff that I follow started using Instagram, I was like, oh, I don't have to also follow them on Snap. So they stopped using Snap. But TikTok, since I don't follow people I know, I'm still going to keep going into TikTok. Yeah. Like it's not the same experience in the yeah. way that it was. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that will help TikTok. Yeah. Okay, well, but I guess our recommendation to you, listener, is you should, one, Instagram is probably giving extra love in the algorithm to Reels. They always Mm -hmm. do with new products, so you should use it. Two, you should test and try everything, so you should use it just because of that. And, yeah, everything new you should use because platforms give preferential treatment to new things they launch. And then in doing so, you might discover that you like it mm-hmm. or not. Like, so if it's not a good fit for you, you don't have to keep using it, but you should try it. Yeah, agree. Do you think we should tell people to just make stuff on TikTok and upload it into Reels? I think so for now. I think if you already have a TikTok and you're like unsure about it, or if you have one that is like doing well, I would upload the content in both places so you can actually test and see which does like the discrepancies. Yeah. Like what, like it'll help you understand maybe it's an audience thing. Maybe it's just like a content thing. TikTok is still majority. Actually, I don't even know if they're majority Gen Z anymore, but that's definitely the most engaged. Instagram has that Gen Z audience, but it's much more broad because it's way bigger. I think you should test the same content in both places for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Dash Hudson also came out with a blog post. They're always really helpful for like yeah. giving you the trends and sort of demographic breakdowns and exactly how to use Reels. So we'll link to that in the show notes. Oh my God. The funniest thing I saw though, I feel like we haven't talked about this on the pod yet, was like last week or whatever, when everyone thought TikTok was going to get shut down. Like, mm-hmm. the big TikTok oh. influencers, like, there are definitely kids who did not have a big following on YouTube or Instagram, and they blew up on TikTok, like, the uh, the D'Amelios and, like, those kind of kids. Like, yeah. So they, of course, were, like, saying to people, like, make sure you're following me on Instagram and YouTube, which they be- didn't even really have to say, because at this point, like, if you're the biggest influencer yeah. on TikTok, you also have a big YouTube and Instagram at this point and Twitter. Yeah. But um, all these people that I follow that have, like, 20 TikTok followers were like <laughs> making content exclusively to be like, make sure you're following us on Instagram. And I was like, you have four followers here. Like, it's so fun. And it might be, they might have even had a video that went viral. Like, you could have one video go viral on TikTok and still not have tons of followers. True. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was cracking up. Okay, let's get into our phone a friend. Yes. Okay, so this question came to us from an organization called Dreamwakers. You can visit them at dreamwakers.org and they are an ed tech nonprofit that I'm a board member of. Um, I've been working with them since their inception. The founder is one of my good friends from my first ever job when I graduated school and I was working in DC in politics, different world. She started this um, nonprofit that connects classrooms to people who are dynamic thought leaders in their careers, but you don't have to be an executive. You could be entry level and just have a great kind of story to tell. Um, They focus primarily on in need classrooms in urban areas as well as rural areas. 
And uh, it's basically their whole mantra is you can't be what you can't see. So it's really focusing on representation um, and kind of giving students access to role models that they would normally not have met otherwise. Um, all through video chat, which is pretty cool. They use Google Hangouts or Google Meet, whatever it's called now. So they do a fall fundraiser every year. It's always in person. Last year it was in DC. I emceed one of them one year because Monica, the founder, knows that I just, if you give me a mic, I will put on a show. And the goal is to raise money uh, so that they can reach more classrooms and provide more speakers um, and classrooms the resources to make these flash chats happen, as they call them. So this year, because of the health crisis, they obviously can't do an in-person fundraiser. So they were asking about what's the best way to do a virtual fundraiser? Uh, what are sort of like platforms to use? What's the marketing plan? How do they get people excited and involved? Um, it's easier to kind of like get people to open their wallets in person once you're hearing from, you know, a line of teachers and speakers and you really kind of engage with this story in person. And there's usually like raffle opportunities, and things like that. So how do you make that same experience happen online? But when you're saying the word fundraiser, what you really mean is like a gala, right? It's, fundraiser to me could mean anything. But. So it's not usually like um, you pay like $1,000 for a table and you have to wear oh. like a fancy dress. What was this it? It's more of an event that had a specific, like the focus of it was to raise money and they had little areas set up for um, like auction items and it sort of led with a component that you were hearing from Monica and the founders, but you also were hearing from teachers. So was it like an evening like party? Yeah. Okay, so not like a gala black tie, but like an evening party with drinks and food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to just in my mind picture like a gala, even if it's not like, yeah. this. like, okay. Yes. So I think to me, I mean, this is, I'm not an expert on like nonprofit fundraising, but to me, the question that keeps coming back to me is like, if you are a supporter of an organization, you are going to give money, whether they have it or not. If you've gone to the gala the last 10 years or five years and you support this organization, I feel like the organization just email you and be like, listen, like, we're not having an in-person event this year, but like we still need your support. Like we're going to really suffer if people who normally buy tables don't make that same donation. Like, please just make the same donation. Like that yeah. piece, I feel like if you communicate candidly, like you're most dedicated people. But what happens, I think at a lot of these events is people buy a table and then they bring other people to their table. Yeah, and then that true. evening, the other people, A, might participate in like a silent auction or whatever. So they might actually make some money that evening off the guests. But the idea is to convert those guests into people who might buy a table later. You know what I mean? So like I've, att I've never attended a gala as a table purchaser, but I've attended a lot of galas <laughs> as like a guest. Yeah. <laughs> and I always make a donation as a guest, even though it's not a big one, because mm -hmm. I just don't have as much money as the people who buy tables. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they are probably losing. So those I think are like the piece. So it's like the piece is like, how do you get your most dedicated table buyers yeah. to bring guests? Yeah. And I feel like the most obvious answer is create like an online gala where like it's an online event, it's on Zoom and like 
the board member speaks, the celebrity guest speaks, the kids speak, the teachers speak. And what you would have to do is you would have to figure out some mechanism to get like your table buyers to like, you'd have to structure it. It could be sort of interesting, structure it like a gala, right? Be like to get the Zoom access code, you have to pay $1,000 or $10,000 or under that, whatever. And you get 10 codes and you give them to your friends and your friends come. And then the same thing happens that happens at the gala. You donate money at the gala, not just because you want to, because you care, but because it's awkward. The basket goes around. You're not going to be the only idiot who doesn't put in money. Like, you know why you got invited. So you would have to like make the Zoom kind of like, okay, we need everyone to like hold up their hand and tell us like how much money you're going to like, you know, yeah, like something like that. Yeah. And you might be able to get cooler celebrity speakers mm-hmm. because it's online. How would you integrate the silent auction into the, like, do it in addition to, like, you could have a campaign running in email and social that has sort of like a landing page of all the things that you can purchase and you just repeatedly remind people? No, I think you would do it like on Zoom. You would be like, here's a pop up, click here to see yeah. here that. I think the whole idea is that, like, with these kinds of fundraisers, you're not sharing it. Why? Like, you only get access to these cool silent auction things because you're at this gala. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like, you're rewarded. Like, okay, the coolest one I've been to, okay, the two I'm picturing in my head are last year someone took me to the um, Jewish Museum's Purim Gala. Have you heard about this? It's like a big, uh-huh. fancy thing. It was at the Armory. And they turn it into a Purim carnival. And it was like a pretty badass wow. carnival. The decorations were like amazing. I don't remember if there was like any celebs. But like people paid a lot of money to bring us. The food was great. Like it's like you're getting access to this cool thing by being invited. Yeah. So it's not for everybody. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Oh, and there were like tickets. It wasn't, they didn't have, I don't know if they had a silent auction, but you bought carnival tickets mm-hmm. and you played carnival games, but the prizes were like good because mm-hmm. people had donated like good prizes. Yeah. And the other one I'm thinking of was at the Plaza and it was for the Harlem Academy mm-hmm. and Leave Schreiber was like a speaker. Oh, cool. So like in that one, like that was just sort of cool. Yeah, I feel like, so they are, they are going to be tapping their, I think they said, a handful of people who are sort of their, like, star speakers mm-hmm. um, who have spoken to Flash Chats before who mm-hmm. have a bit of a, like, an influence. And influence doesn't necessarily mean, like, huge social followers, but they mm-hmm. are, like, movers and shakers in their industries. Mm-hmm. They are going to sort of act as, like, influencers to get people to come to the fundraiser. Well, you know, I was telling you before we started this that um, We Wore What, is that Danielle Birdseed? Uh I get who, what, where, and we wore what. Me too, all the time. We Wore What, she um, is a board member of this thing called the River Fund, which I feel like I've learned a ton about by following her. They seem like an amazing organization. They're so smart to get her on the board because she goes and she um, volunteers and she puts it all on her stories and she'll like talk about her board calls with them. And every... Um, charity should try to do this because it's like yes. I see influencers like um, make donations and volunteer once in a while but she's on the board and when you're on the board of something you're obligated you're like part of the group of people whose job it is to like raise money like you're on the totally. hook basically okay yeah so that's what I would say to to anyone is like try to find like a social media influencer who really cares about this cause and like get them on yeah. your board 
And so like, if I was Danielle Bernstein, I would be like, oh, attend this fundraiser for the River Fund to get like access to me in some way. Like I'll give you a 30 minute like one-on-one on how to build your blog or I'll give a social media shout out to your business or your like cameo. Yeah. Like make your own version of cameo. (gasps) I love that idea. That's so smart. Like, and that could be your silent auction kind of because so it's all digital. You know what I mean? So DreamWorks has has had like a few kind of celebrity speakers with Carly Cloths do one. Yeah, that's and cool. Soledad O'Brien, a bunch of people like in the political sphere who like are not necessarily celebrities, but have like really big jobs and worked on like the Obama campaign, etc. Yeah. So I feel like given the fact that it is online, we might have more access to reaching those people. And I love that idea of like ask them for a little more be like, okay, can you yeah. come on and give a talk? But then can you also be like, because the talk online's not going to feel as cool as it would in person. Yeah. You know, so it's like, can you give your time, like, Carly Kloss, can you give, like, a one-on-one to some person who, or mm-hmm. actually, like, either a one-on-one session, or, like, can you g- donate a social post for some thing? Like, someone yeah. can win a social post by you or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, like, Zoom or any of these streaming video chat platforms to really integrate a plugin for donations or something. I know Instagram has started to do that on like stories and lives even, which Mm -hmm. I think is cool. Maybe on Twitch you can use, because you know on Twitch you can buy like merch and like stuff. Interesting. Great advice. And I would also say, I saw We Wore What on her story. She was doing the exact same problem. She's like, the River Fund usually has this gala. It's how they make all their money. Does anyone have ideas or experience hosting online fundraisers and then her next story was like oh my god I got so many responses so you should stock what she doesn't copy yes great point I'm gonna do that (laughs) okay let's play some games yeah let's I think we have one one game we can play one game okay I know what we should do we should do we should go to the Instagram explore reels page and then pick a number and see what we land on okay and then how many swipes should we do um, let's do seven. Okay. Who did you land on? Casey Lee Wygand. Okay, you spell her name C-A-S-E-Y-L-E-I-G-H-W-I-E-G-A-N-D. She has 170,000 followers. So the post I landed on is a really pretty little reel with the filter copper effect of, and it says my littlest room this is her what must be her child's bedroom so this is a very and now okay now i'm on her account and it dumps me onto her reels i see one two three four five six seven of them looks like she has great shabby chic hipster millennial pink interior (laughs) design taste love oh it looks like she has several daughters with like beautiful blonde princess hair oh my god that hair (laughs) Yes, it's adorable. I landed on Victoria Lynn, L-Y-N. And the caption says, Reels, look what you made me do. Oh, very classic transformation video. So she doesn't have makeup on. It's to the Taylor Swift song. And then you see her 
transform into like full glam sparkles. It looks like there's some Kira Kira effect happening. Love it. I think I've also, I've noticed so many like influencers especially are just uploading their TikToks onto Reels. Yep. Which like, I would do that too if I already have that existing content. Yep. But the thing, oh, my other gripe with Reels is that when you shoot it and upload it, it's in 16 by nine. So the same um, aspect ratio as stories. But when it posts to your feed, it's in four by five. So it cuts off that copy, like if you're above or below, which just drives me crazy. Such a weird decision. Such a weird decision. Also, Victoria Lynn's post says featured above her name. So what Instagram did was basically like they worked with creators to test the product and create content for it ahead of the launch, which I think was a very smart marketing campaign. Me too. Okay. I have a request for our listeners. Okay. If you are going to be sending us a question for the pod, either about your business or brand, or you want us to do an audit, you want us to review your reels, we're happy to do that. You can, of course, send us a regular email at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com. But I also want you to record your question and send us the voice memo file. That would be so fun. Okay, so how should people just do a voice recording on their Yeah, if you have an iPhone, you can do it on voice memos. I'm sure Androids have a similar, like, voice recording app. Oh, I love that idea. And then we can play them. We can play them. That's so cute. I love that. You can, of course, keep yourself anonymous, but just make sure to tell us, like, a hint about the industry or type of company that you're in. But send us a voice memo so we can put it in a pod. Okay, yeah, we want to do this. You can be our first ever voice message phone a friend question so just send it to us at do you follow podcast at gmail.com oh my god i'm so excited also don't forget to subscribe to our linkedin newsletter which we recently launched we go a little bit more in depth on each episode of what we talked about and it's a really fun just more in-depth way to get more social media and influencer marketing content from us. We will link to it in the show notes, but it's our newsletter on LinkedIn for Do You Follow. And of course, subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We're getting on Spotify Podcasts. I think by the time this airs, we're going to be on Spotify. Which oh, is we exciting. are? Cool. Um, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, but please give us some ratings and reviews. If you're so inclined, share on your Instagram stories and tag me and Rachel at Jadelphine and at Rachel Joe Silver if you're listening and you like what you hear. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.